When this boy meets girl, this boy meets world. When this girl meets boy, meets boy, meets Hello class, open up your textbooks to Boy Meets Girl Meets Boy Meets World Season 3, Episode 4, Chapter Title. He Said, She Said. Yeah, that was good, that was smooth. Yeah? Let's talk about how smooth it was for 13 minutes. What's your name? My, hi, I'm Alden. Hi, I'm Tanya. I'm the boy. I'm the girl. Dear, dear class, let me tell you, you know like when a, a sports star is like warming up before the game, just like do, 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 and then he trips and then he like he breaks his ankle and then he can't play in the game? I want to tell you, what would the podcast version of that be? Eating soup. Eating soup. <laughs> Taking a big bite of soup. <laughs> I think your problem right there was that you took a bite out of soup. Pre-show, I was having a nice uh, broth, chicken broth with a little bit of chicken in it. Some carrots. Some carrots, but only the chicken really needed to be, like, chewed. But I got, like, a chewy piece of chicken, uh, and I took a big bite. Very hard, because I was trying to get it in before the show. And I bit the shit out of my tongue. It is. It is. It hurts so bad. We got to get this show done before it swells up. It's swelling. I saw it just a minute ago. It's going to be rough tomorrow. So... We're on, a, we're on a clock here. Let's not mess this bad boy up. Like all the other times where we had to record three episodes in one night because yep. we just kept messing them up. We almost had to do that last week because we, we lost like two minutes of podcast out of nowhere. But You we, weren't supposed to know that. You weren't, but I think there's probably a point when you were where in the episode you go, wait, why did it just like randomly cut into them talking about Eric? Because it randomly deleted half of our conversation. Uh, how you been, Tanya? I've been busy and good. How yeah. have you been? I've been all right. Tired. I, <laughs> okay, so we just had Thanksgiving and it was very good. Yes. Um, we ate a lot of food. Yes. And we've been eating a lot of food since. Still yes. Uh, today, Aubrey and I went to the dollar store. Mm-hmm. And at the dollar store, we got some stuff for the Christmas tree, even though our Christmas tree is generally over covered every year with ornaments. We still yes. always get new ones. Yes, um, they do. So we got, hey, you bought two <laughs> last week. True. Uh, but I got a couple new ornaments. I got uh, something for Aubrey. I can't remember what it was. Where is this going? <laughs> I randomly turned my head and saw what are those things called that I got? where is this going <laughs> oh my god i want to talk about my egg cups okay just say egg cups okay i what got this have to do with christmas trees <laughs> i got these egg cups they're these i've seen on tv egg cups where you break your egg into the egg cups and you put the lid on it and then you put it in the water to boil them so that you don't have to peel your egg when it's boiled and let me tell you this thing is amazing i made three soft boiled eggs for dinner and they were so good and i was so excited to tell you about it. you can go to your closest dollar tree and get them before they're gone because they should not just be a dollar it's amazing this is the loudest you've ever been on our podcast egg cups i don't know what they're called they have a name blur me up <laughs> you don't want to talk about yourself i got nothing oh i bit my tongue oh okay so the blurb for today, for season three, episode four, he said, she said, is, he says, I hate school. She says, take a gap year. He says, Paris sounds nice. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. That's good. That's a good blurb. Disney Plus is really getting on top of their game. They put on uh, continue watching. They did put on continue watching class. I have to tell you, we got. What? what? We, you have something to say? We got an Alexa. For our room, we've had one for forever. Also, I just said her name. She's going to talk and interrupt the podcast, I'm pretty sure. Um, but she, I'm all, I probably also set off somebody else's, so I apologize for that. Let me, here, I'll fix it. Alexa, stop. But she will, we, I connect her to our TV, so we can just say, play Boy Meets World on Hulu, and it'll play. And you, it's, know, you know what she won't play? What? Boy Meets Girl Meets Boy Meets World. It's true. 
Today, I got her to play Boy Meets Tech, which is another podcast, apparently. I don't know why Boy Meets Girl Meets Boy Meets World translated into Boy Meets Tech, but here we are in the future. Um, it's right. What were we talking about? You were you connected Alexa. Damn it, Tanya. <laughs> oh, last night. So she's a little wonky. <laughs> she she's she's got a lot of personality quirks uh, that our other echoes do not have because um, we have a few. And this is just we wanted one for our room so we could be like all the cool kids in the rest of the house. Uh-huh. Um, last night, we were asking her to turn things on the TV. And she said, she said, this is Jesse. I cannot do that right now. But she said, this is Jesse for sure. And it was weird. <laughs> I lost it. Oh, me too. Because... It was just like a moment of like, all right, all right, guys, seriously, this is Jesse. You got to leave me alone. This isn't even Alexa anymore. This is Jesse, my alter ego, and I hate you. Jesse hates you. Anyway, it was funny. Okay, so. So if anybody else's Alexa has done that, please let us know. Also, if you know any cool tricks, email or text us. Or not text us. That'd be, I guess you could. Whatever. Text me. Um, so anyway, classroom or not, Tanya? Not. Also, this was directed by Jeff McCracken and written by Jeff Minnell. Anyway, go ahead. Oh, good thing you took five minutes to look that up. I know. This is very <laughs> disjointed to begin. Okay. And it's a long episode. Oh, there's so much that happens. So we're in the hallway. We are. Eli, Mr. Williams. Is that what they call Oh, him? yeah. So we know his name is Eli Williams now. E-dubs. Yeah. And uh, Mr. Feeney comes over and hands him a gigantic gift basket and Mr. Williams... I'm going to feel really stupid if his last name isn't Williams. Oh, me too. Because uh, I was just went with it. <laughs> Eli is like, ooh, a gift basket for me for surviving my first week of work. So it's only been a week since the last episode. Like, legitimately. They're doing this in real time now. Yes. So we know it's been a week. Uh, and Mr. Fiend's like, no, you would not believe... All of these seniors trying to get recommendation letters for college. They send me all of these gift baskets, blah, 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 blah. And Eli's like, oh, man, there's a mango and there's this and there's that. And there's, oh, yeah, Toblerone. Mm -hmm. And then he's like, oh, there's um, caviar. And Mr. Feeney grabs it out of his hand and he's like, oh, you get the goods or you're living the good life, aren't you? And Mr. Feeney is just like, "Um, I give these to the homeless shelter and Eli's like mm-hmm sure you do then he tells Eli to take them out to his car Eli takes them and leaves so he walks over and, and Eric walks over and says oh Mr. Feeney look at all these these sorry saps giving you um giving you gift baskets trying to get recommendations into college and and Mr. Feeney's like don't even think about it Mr. Save Matthews. your money save your money and Eric's like, oh, I wouldn't even dream of it, Mr. Feeney. It's, it's the f- it's the furthest thing from my mind. And Mr. Feeney says, ah, furthest thing from your mind, right next to your homework or your classwork. <laughs> and so Eric great. is like, oh, good one, Mr. Feeney. But then Mr. Feeney walks away and walks into the classroom mm-hmm. where he says, Mr. Turner. Sean missed his test this morning. Mm-hmm. He's not at school. And Mr. Turner's like, what? What? Are you kidding me? My kid, my my heir, my boy. <laughs> uh, he's not in school. Where could oh, he possibly be? On. I skipped something. Mr. Feeney walked in and walked by Corey, oh, who's yeah. has a a giant papaya and full uncut papaya, and he's just holding he's, it. Like he's turning it over up and down in his hand, like he's trying to see all sides of it, like I do in Uncharted, trying mm-hmm. to see the like relics. Yeah. And trying to find a secret. Mm-hmm. Corey's trying to find the secret in the papaya. That was, should have been the name of the episode. Was a papaya the thing that I bought one of And we to didn't eat? cut it? I did cut it, and it was so disgusting looking on the inside that oh. I wouldn't eat it. Yeah. Oh, that was so devastating, because papaya is very delicious. Mm-hmm. But if you ever... Uh, want to see the most disgusting inside of a fruit ever? It's a papaya. Yeah, it's it looked weird. I mean, I wouldn't call it disgusting. I sent pictures of it to Alden, and I was like, does this look disgusting to you? And he said yes. Yeah, well. So, 
It was just, it was very disturbing looking. But anyway, from there, that's when Mr. Feeney goes to tell Turner that, hey, Sean's not in school. And Corey's like, oh, 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 I was, I was supposed, to, tell supposed you. to tell you. Uh, Sean has a really bad case of... Uh, and Mr. Feeney goes, sloth? And he goes, yo, yeah, that's it. African sloth, I think Hong it was. Hong Kong a sloth. A Hong Kong sloth. That's right. Hong Kong sloth. And uh, Mr. Turner walks away. And Mr. Feeney's like, Hong Kong sloth, eh? Best you could do today? Uh, so Mr. Turner walks... Out of the classroom. <laughs> and directly into his, his apartment. apartment. Like, he leaves. There's, like, just, he walks through the door, and then it cuts to him in his apartment walking in the door there. So it looked like... He left school where he has to teach classes. That's true. To go all the way. We don't know how far away his apartment is. We do now. It's, it's in, in his, his classroom. <laughs> he walked through his door into his other door. He yeah. just lives in an apartment next to his English room. Sean has some, like, nerve staying home at an apartment inside of a school. Yeah. But he's anyway, doing it. So Mr. Turner walks in, and Sean is sitting on the couch with a cordless phone. Ordering for his gum. Ordering for his gum on pay-per-view. Do you remember doing that? Mm, no. You never, uh, you I never, never ordered did. movies on pay-per-view? No. My parents did a couple times, but we didn't... Oh, we would sneak that. and do it and then forget that, like, it would show up on the bill. But so we got to the point where we would order, like, four in one month so that it would be worth getting in trouble for. Mm. No. Uh, but we also recorded them on VHS. Oh, yeah. My parents, I guess, just bought a lot of movies. Yeah, my mine dad did not. My dad used to be obsessed with just, he would always watch movies and TV shows and stuff, like, and hours of it every TV night. At all. He doesn't watch anything. He would, um, I used to go downstairs and he was always watching The Stand by Stephen King. It was like a four-part miniseries, I, I think. I love It was like four, four VHS tapes or something. And he would just be watching it while he worked all the time. You liked the book. I love the book. It's one of my favorite books of all time. And I don't love Stephen King, but The Stand is perfect. It's brilliant. Like... Um, Stephen King is over wordy mm -hmm. a lot of times and that's what bothers me where he's just over describing every detail and right. every room and every thought um, but in the stand it kind of works because by the end of the book you f you feel like you've gone on this epic journey mm -hmm. and it's I just I wonder if you were drawn to that one in particular because your dad watched it constantly I I think Maybe that drew me to reading it a little bit more, but um, I read many of his books, so I don't think that's what endeared me to it. It was just because I wanted you wanted to be the guy who loved Stephen King because everyone's like, oh yeah, I love Stephen King. I love this. I love I love uh, Pet what, Cemetery. What and, circles did you run in that people were reading? Um, I don't know. I had a few friends that read. None of my friends read except for Sam, and then everybody who. Like you would read about, like people online, they wanted to seem, oh, seem smart. They'd be like, "Oh, I love Stephen King," so I felt like that Stephen would. Stephen King was the smart book. I yeah, people who wanted to be like intellectual, intellectual, and still like alternative and different. Huh. Would always talk about Stephen King. Really? Yeah. Would you not talk to people? I mean, I was generally in my room reading for real. Well, for real. Um. Anyway. Anyway. Mr. Turner lives in the school. And Sean, Sean ordered Forrest Gump. Mr. Turner says, well, you're going to be like Forrest Gump or something like that. And he's like, and well, he's doing pretty good for himself. He goes, also, he's not real. Kind of like you in school. <laughs> um, and then they get in like a whole argument about it. And Mr. Turner's like, all right, you're going to go see the guidance counselor. Well, says, this is too much for me to handle on my own. He says, I give up. Like... This is the first time he's really just like, you know what? I can't do it anymore. You're mm -hmm. going to see a guidance counselor. Right. Um, and Sean's like, no, I don't really do that. And Mr. Turner's like, you have to, period. Uh, so now we go to the hallway, right? Yeah, we go to the hallway and Corey's like, well, I can't. Uh, it's I can't believe you're going to go see the guidance counselor. And Sean's like, nope, that's not what Sean Hunter does. Sean Hunter doesn't. He's not going to waste his time on a bald-headed, long-winded, Leisure suit, leisure, leisure, what? wow, that's a hard word to say. Leisure suit? Yeah, not for me. It's 
because I bit my tongue. Oh, no, the swelling, the swelling is happening. The swelling has begun. <laughs> I can't shave laser shoot. <laughs> uh, he says, oh. a bald-headed leisure suit wearing know-it-all. And you, you still couldn't see it. And you know, no, I can't. You know, you like, before even he finished half of what he was saying, you could tell, like, oh, they're going to, some lady's going to walk in. And she did. And she did. She, she looked at the door and she said, oh, my name's on the door. And it's the bathroom door, guys. It's the bathroom door. Also, they didn't have a guidance counselor in this high school until Sean needed a counselor. So this is the bathroom door, but it has also been Mr. Feeney's office. Was it, it Mr. Is, Feeney's office or was it the um, it was something newspaper else. room? No, that was that was down the hall. Okay. Because it was like in the hall where Janitor Bud came in between the lockers. Okay. But... This it was also something else because I remember us saying, "Hey, that used oh no, it was the boys' room, and then it was the girls' room when it was." Con- mm. This is the convenient like <gasps> Felix's bag of tricks of a room. It's the room of requirement. It is the room of requirement from Harry Potter, because this is the second thing. Yeah, J.K. Rowling. J.K. Rowling, shit. I think, was a Boy Meets World fan. Hey, J.K. Rowling, can you text us? <laughs> <laughs> Page us. Yeah, pages, so we can get you on the show. We'd like to be your lackey. No, you're going to be our lackey. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. That one. Have a little confidence. Okay. Have a little confidence there, Joey. I'm definitely Am I the Joey? Yeah, you are. But I can say Lee... Never mind. Go ahead. (laughs) Go ahead. Leisure suit. Anyway, uh, uh, Devin Collins is her name, the guidance counselor. Yeah. So... Now we skip. Well, sort of. No, it pans over to Griff and Frankie. Yeah, we we skip over to oh to Frankie is talking to Griff, and I'm just like, yay, Griff yeah. and Griff, Adam Scott. Um, they're out, talking. They are talking. They're having a chat. They are having a chat. Uh, they're <laughs> yeah. You want to repeat everything I say? I'm going to repeat everything you say. <laughs> um, Griff is saying. Uh, Oh, Matthews, you're really looking like college material, isn't he, Frankie? And Frankie's like, can I pat him down, Griff? That that was weird. What? Why did he keep asking if he could pat him down? I don't know. Maybe he was just feeling like... He was into Ariet? No. Like, he was just feeling like he hasn't gotten his action in. He hasn't beaten anybody up. Anybody up. Like, he's feeling like, I haven't done it in a while. He should go to a boxing class. Maybe. Anyway... Anyway, so Griff gives Eric a piece of Mr. Feeney's stationery so that Eric can write his own recommendation letter. Yeah, blank stationery. Um, and then, so Griff and Eric leave, and Joey comes running in, like, flipping out. I just want to say real quick, I loved it so much, because Eric goes, uh, I'm going to need a Feeney letterhead, or a Feeney envelope, too. And Griff looks at Frankie, and he goes, Frankie, a uh, letter? And Frankie pulls out his notebook and he flips through the pages and he goes, um, Tuesday, we'll have a Tuesday. And then they walk out. Um, Joey comes running in and he's freaking out and he's like, Harley's getting out. And they're like, and, and, uh, Frankie is like, oh my goodness, he's graduating. I'm so proud of him. Yeah, he's like, our Griff, uh, uh, reform school graduate. Oh, that's right. Ooh. Oh, Griff is going to be so mad. I'm yeah. so mad. He says, "Our Harley, reform school graduate. It warms my heart or something. And Joy's like, no, no. I got uh, an email from him saying that he's going to escape in the oh. laundry. He said, I was scouring the net, fi- verbally pounding people. Gr- uh, uh, Joey was a, the first troll in 1995. Mm-hmm. Okay. So when I was a kid. Oh, boy. <laughs> My mom read all of the Little House on the Prairie books to us, Mm -hmm. and we all used to talk about how Laura Ingalls Wilder watched all of everything change, going from, like, no electricity to everyone has electricity, everybody has a horse-drawn, like, wagon, to everyone has cars, like, watching all of that happen. So, like, we've watched all of technology happen, and... It was so evident in this specific episode, like this was the turning time of like everybody is starting to get computers. Everybody is starting to get like 
cellular devices and stuff like that where before it wasn't that common. But in this episode in particular, they talk about the home computer. They talk about the internet constantly. And they're like, all of a sudden, there's different ways of communicating. And like, we watch that happen. And now we carry computers around with us in our pocket everywhere we go. Yeah, we have so many computers that we have to like pat ourselves down and make sure before we, re- we record, we don't have something in our pocket that's going to set off the microphone. Also, we're talking into a microphone that's connected to my computer that I'm going to use to edit this. Like, it's crazy. One of our computers thinks her name is Jessie. Oh, it's true. She's going to kill us in our sleep. Um, But yeah, like, it's crazy to think that this show, like, we can watch technology begin to happen like that. I'm glad that Jessie's on your night table because she's closer to you. So I'll die first? Yeah, she'll shock you in your sleep. Okay. Have fun living without me. But I cuddle with you. I guess it's going to go through me too. That's how electricity does. Anyway. Yes, it's crazy. We're definitely like at the point, 1995, Mm -hmm. we're at the point where I was getting on AOL and stuff Mm -hmm. and I was finding... Porn. Message boards. Yeah, definitely finding porn too. But, um, oh no, what if that's what Joey was doing? Not our Joey. What was he doing? Was he shaming sex workers? Wow. Was that how he was bullying? That's a weird turn. I'm sorry. No. Joey would never do that. He was bullying people online. Yeah, but it wasn't that. He was bullying Boy Meets World fans. Hmm. Um, Anyway, we have a lot to get through. This is nuts. So Sean goes to the counselor. Devin is her name. And she is... Just a ray of sunshine. Uh, we glossed for- over the fact that Griff and Harley are going to meet, and that's what Joey's so super afraid of. Right. He's he's worried because now they are Griff's lackeys, and they don't want there to be some type of like war. And and Frankie says, "What's the big idea? It's going to be great. Uh, Harley meets Griff. They can bond and become the best of." Ah, I just love any, any, any Frankie, ah, mm-hmm. is my favorite. Yep, mine too. Ethan Supley is a national treasure. He really is. He makes me want to work out, like, like, if I had the time to work out right now. You want to work out for Ethan Supley? No, because he posts, like, videos of, like, lifting and stuff, and it makes me want to work out so much, but I don't have time. So we go to the guidance counselor, right? Yeah, we go to the guidance counselor. I was already there. I was sitting in the office. And then what happened? Uh, well, Sean was sitting next to me, and he's like, oh, well, I've never been to a guidance counselor before. It's my first time. And she's like, oh, it's my first time, too. Oh, Oops. I guess I'm not supposed to say that. Yeah. Um, All the while, she is just adorable. And um, so they start talking about, like, what Sean's deal is um, and in sort of talking about his family a little bit and stuff it comes out that like she's just like maybe some things work for other people that don't work for you. She's talking about how smart his dad was which is she she doesn't know that yet. She's saying well he yeah because he said he's he's one man's septic tank is another man's swimming pool Mm -hmm. but I think it's it's um it's dangerous for the guidance counselor to before even knowing about this person she's putting this weight on him which what weight on on Sean's dad talking about how smart and amazing he was. I don't think that's what she did. What she did was she sort of turned it around to try to relate to him right. by saying like, "Oh, well, I'm sure what he meant was like what works for some people doesn't work for other people." Um I felt like she was doing a really good job of turning it around and trying to get him to talk about what's going on mm. with with his academics because she makes it very clear like her job is academics like it's not like she's a therapist which concerns me because our children use their guidance counselors as their therapists yeah. and now I'm like are they supposed to just be talking about academics because our kids do not do that but um so she kind of says, like, 
you know, some people go straight to college after high school. Some people don't go to college after high school. Some people like me, like I took a gap year. It was important for me to find myself before I went to college. Like she took a year off and went to Europe and backpacked around Europe. And mm -hmm. she even spent six months living in Spain mm -hmm. and chasing bulls or something. Yeah. Um, but ultimately she's saying like figure out what works for you academically so that you can start to do better. Right. And he's like, oh, okay, this is great. And mm -hmm. we think everything's cool. Right. But then we go to the hallway, we cut out uh, outside that room and Eli and Mr. Feeney are talking. Mr. Feeney is like grouchy and, and Eli is trying to get him like, hey, we, you know, we could really use your help. And he's like, ah, get in line, Mr. Mr. Williams. And, uh, Eli says, okay, I'm just going just gonna to have to tell the kids that they, you, they're going to be disappointed. He goes, well, what did they want? He says, well, they wanted you to be the narrator. And Mr. Feeney perks up like we haven't seen him perk up since the radio episode mm -hmm. when he thought, oh, I'm going to be cool in front of the kids finally. Did you feel like this part of the show was actually part of the show? It seemed really disjointed to me, and I wasn't sure what was happening and why it was happening. It, they had to shoehorn in that second plot when I really feel like they could have focused on Sean and Corey and all of that stuff this episode, and Frankie and, and Joey and Griff. And, yeah. But, so they threw in this, like, C plot. That didn't... Occasionally they have to do that. But in this episode, they didn't need that. They, yeah, no, there they was also so in, much going on. They also had the D-plot. They had Eric trying to get his paper over and all that stuff. Yeah, that's. I think that's why I'm, I'm used to having Eric... I'm Fine. used to having Eric be that sort of like tiny plot that like, okay, well, I guess we're going to figure out what's going on with Eric for two minutes at a time. I was so confused. I wasn't sure if they just wanted to use Eli and maybe that's why they put it in. But otherwise, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't flow with the, the show. There's nothing about this part and the later part that makes sense at all. Yeah, I, I don't think this 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 part was necessary. And I don't think Eric's part, Eric's part was necessary. But um, it's there. It made it harder to write. Let me tell you that. Like, it made it way harder to take notes for. I think we gave up. We did give up. So hopefully the end of this episode is okay. But, um, he, they want Mr. Feeney to narrate for the, the documentary and whatever. And then it cuts away from that. Like, it didn't even have a purpose there. Right. Um, but it cuts away to, um, Joey and Frankie talking. And Joey's like, I, 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 I saw to Frankie. I, I called the school and I told him that Griff was, or, Damn it! I told him that. Uh, I told him that Harley was going to escape in a in the laundry basket. So they're going to catch him, and then he's going to be there for another few years. So we don't even have to worry anymore. Everything's fine. And then he turns around, and Harley is right beside him. Right beside him. Harley's back. Harley it was very good back. to see him. And um, as Harley's standing there talking to them, Corey starts walking out of the classroom backwards. And he's like, guys, guys, don't worry about it. There's no chance we're gonna we're gonna see that grease ball Harley Kiner in our school ever again. And then he turns around. And there he is. And Harley grabs him and he's like, Baboon. And Corey just reaches into his pocket and hands uh Harley his wallet and goes, Bye. Yeah. Um Corey is very much just like a one liner in this episode, like a one line every 10 minutes. Yeah, and that's okay. That's what the other one should have been, too. Like The other one what? Eli and, and Mr. Feeney. Mm. Uh, so, but as, as he runs away, uh, Joey's pocket starts beeping. And he, like, grabs his belt and throws something in his pocket. And he's like, what beeping? I didn't hear anything. And Frankie is just like, oh. He goes, uh, beep, beep, beep. <laughs> Frankie's like, uh. Griff is trying to get a hold of you. And Harley's like, Griff? And Joey says, yeah, what do you, what do you mean? And he starts to slowly walk next to uh, Harley. 
and stands next to Harley like he's looking at Frankie and he's like, yeah, what do you mean, Griff? You got a new leader or something, Frankie? (laughs) And Frankie goes, Joey, Joey, and shakes his head like disappointed. I would feel so reprimanded by that. Yeah. Um, And uh, Harley, I keep wanting to say Griff. Harley says, I need you guys to be straight with me. Uh, And Joey's just like, Okay, well, you know what we had to we had to find somebody on the rebound. We got a new leader on the rebound, but it doesn't mean nothing, Harley. And Harley's like, okay, yeah, I'd like to meet him. Why don't we meet here at twelve tomorrow, where I can maybe I can find out his blood type. So they they schedule like a showdown. Yes. Um, he doesn't know what Griff looks like. Griff is not in the scene at all. Right. Anybody could have shown up and been Griff. It's true. They should have hired an actor get it, to get beat up by Harley. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is kind of Griff's thing. Mm, it's true. But he wants it to be there for his lackeys, maybe. Maybe. So we cut to Chubby's now at 5 o'clock in the morning. 5 a.m. Mm-hmm. Chubby's. How did they even get in? Corey is asleep on the table. Chubby is like cleaning off tables and stuff and putting down chairs. At 5 a.m. Yeah. And Corey is sound enough asleep that he's having a dream about clowns, which yeah. means he's been there since, like, at least 4.30. It's true. That's crazy. But Sean comes in and he's like, all right, Corey, I need, thank you. I need to talk to you. Bye. I'm, I'm out. I got to go. Bye. And, and Corey's just like, okay, bye. And so Sean basically is like, I'm going to travel. I'm going to go see the world. I'm going to go find myself. And Corey's like, this is so dumb. Mm-hmm. What are you talking about? Yeah, he tells him straight up. Like, this is so stupid, Sean. Why are you doing this? And Sean's like, I have never thought through something so much in my whole life. Oh, hey, you got a couple bucks. Like, oh my goodness. He was so idiotic. And yeah. not even like normal sean idiotic it was like uh you don't have any money you don't really have a home outside of your teacher's house like you have nothing and no one why are you doing this yeah but we go from there so Corey gives him gives him hell for it and sean basically says can you cover for me and Corey says no and sean says okay well i'm leaving i need you to cover for me and Corey kind of says okay yeah, he doesn't make any, like, hard, sure, like, promises. Yeah, which um, is good because we go to the kitchen. Where Eric is typing on a typewriter. Typing on a typewriter. One finger at a time. Like, click, 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 click. But he's reading what he's writing and it's ridiculous. Yeah, and he's like, oh, I, I George Feeney, find Eric really, really, really smart and really, really, really nice and so he's just being dumb. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like, he ends it with yours truly, George Milhouse Feeney, um, Princip- mm, head guy. <laughs> but uh, Alan walks down the stairs and he's like, Eric, what are you doing on the typewriter? And Eric like hides the paper and is like, nothing, dad. I'm not doing anything. It's just, you know, I'm just working on paper. Uh, about Amish people. And you can't read it because, you know, Amish people, it would be kind of wrong to use the computer. They're and very stuff. private. Yeah. And Alan says, you're scaring me. And Amy walks downstairs and uh, says, oh, no, the typewriter. Did you put a waffle in the computer again? The dumbening. Apparently, Eric put a waffle in the computer when he was 15. So the dumbening supposedly happened before this. But I felt like he was kind of smart when he was 15. So I don't understand. Well, we also thought that they had a little sister. Um, Good point. But... That's when Corey, like, storms in. Yeah, he bursts in because he's been gone since 4 o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. In Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Um, he's pissed. He starts, like, shouting over. He's just like, I can't believe he's doing this to me again. I just, I let him do this to me over and over again. And he just never stops. He never learns anything. And then he's like, I don't want to talk about well, they, it. Well, they say, are you... Corey, what's going on? And he says, I said I don't want to talk about it. And they're like, no, you didn't. No, you didn't say that. And he goes, okay, well, then I don't want to talk about it. There, I said it. And he rants for like a few more seconds. And then he's like, I'm going to, I mean, the right thing to do is to tell Mr. Turner, right? And he like picks up the phone and he dials the number and he's like, ugh, 
Mr. Turner's voicemail. I, I just have to go. And, and he, then like, he says, leaves. I got to do this. You, this is your fault, though. You you raised me right. You had to go and raise me right. And he storms out. It was very, very sweet. And then Amy reads the letter that, or gives gives Alan the letter, and Alan reads it out loud. And then Eric's like, whoa, what a great guy, Mr. Feeney. And Alan rips it in half. Right. Cool. So. Deep lot over. Right? Good job wrapping. No. Oh. Bummer. No, you're right. It is. Oh, not a bummer then, huh? Nope. All right, we go to the hallway. Um, Mr. Feeney is so excited, like he's like almost tap dancing, like he's just so proud of himself, and he's like, Eli, Mr. Williams. I had so much fun recording. I'm gonna it was need a copy. The best time. Um, and Mr. Williams, Eli, is just like, uh, George. So the kids cut your part out. They wanted to go in a different direction, and Mr. Feeney says, what direction? And he says, oh, me. Um, but I'm sure there will be other projects. So, again, this this C-plot went nowhere, and now it's over. It was really bizarre. Yeah. Like, there was, there was no tie-in was whatsoever. Not... It was almost like a commercial. And there wasn't time in this episode for it. But right. here we are talking about it. So, Corey goes and tells Mr. Turner. Yeah, he, like, storms in and tells Mr. Turner that um Sean is gone Sean's gone he took off he doesn't know where all he knows is that Sean talked to the counselor and then he had to leave so then Mr. Turner goes to school and confronts Devin about goes to school well, goes to the hallway and yeah. confronts Devin sorry oh. my bad I mean you're the one who said his apartment was in the school so <laughs> true. no matter where he was he's always in school right um so he goes to confront Devin and he's like, what on earth did you tell him? And she's just like, I don't understand what you mean. And he's like, well, she he's gone. Like he decides to leave. And she says, we just talked about family and friends, which, by the way, she shouldn't be telling. Like, you're not supposed to, like, talk about what you said. But she says, I think, OK, so like I think a school counselor who would be talking about academics it's mm. not a therapist like our children seem to think they are. <laughs> Maybe. Um, she can mm. tell her co-worker and the guardian of this person. Mm, maybe. But she says, oh, I did tell him about the time I backpacked through Europe for a year. I took a year off. And Mr. Turner goes, why would you do that? You're a guidance counselor. Why would you say that? And she says, hey, back off. I only spent 30 minutes with him. He's lived with you for four months. And I loved it. I mean, that ended the series for Alden. He was like, well, that's the line. That's the one. I have a few notes on this particular part. Oh, go ahead then. So, one, it's a really big shame that Devin does not have blonde hair. Because I think that a Devin and Mr. Turner, like, ship would be really good. I also... How do people talk to each other so close to each other? Like... We're doing it right now. We're not even as close as they were. It's true. They were like... It was almost like they were about to kiss. Hmm. Their faces, their bodies were so close to each other while they were having this conversation. And it was not a romantic conversation. It wasn't even like, ooh, tension conversation. Like, it was like, let's have a conversation in the hallway of our workplace place that has nothing to do with us at becoming a couple or even friends and they were definitely definitely in each other's bubbles yeah eli and mr feeney were just as close to each other so really yeah i guess i didn't notice um but i cannot believe we're only halfway through this episode are we really let's speed it up yeah so, I, I can't but we can't speed up through this part because it's the best part of the episode it's when it goes to the hallway now or it's still in the hallway but it cuts over to griff and frankie what nope frankie and joey standing in the against the lockers and uh frankie's like oh maybe maybe griff and holly won't show maybe they they realize the fighting won't solve anything joey says Maybe they had one of those moments where everything makes sense, you know? And Frankie goes... An epiphany. And, yeah, an epiphany. And Frankie... Or Joey... Just says no. no. He says no, but, like, he also gives the most, like, confused and disappointed look. Like, like shakes his head. Like, he's so upset with that Frankie would say something so silly like that. Right. And it was just so, like, subtle but hilarious to me. Classic Joey and Frankie. And... 
then it like you see the the lockers like swaying in the in the wind and Mm -hmm. then a tumbleweed go by and like and frankie says joseph is it me or do i suddenly sense an eerie calm and joey says a swinging locker paper blowing by frankie that can't be good we gotta get out of here and frankie says we can't my mom won't pick us up until 3 30 and joey's like oh you and your carpool Mm-hmm. It was oh, it was so good. It was when so... Frankie says Joseph. Yeah, Joseph. And he's just so calm. He's like Joseph. Mm-hmm. But oh. that's when that's when Harley finally walks in. Harley comes in and he's like, Pun- "I'm punctual as usual." Yet I do not see the object of my desires. <laughs> no, he says of my oh, oh demise. My, yes. Yeah. Um, and then Griff comes down that like ramp thing that's around there. the corner yeah mm-hmm. and he's like what does he say something about like your grammar yeah he said did you get sent to reform school for your bad grammar yeah and i'm really glad that we like so i wish that adam scott was in this more mm-hmm. i cannot imagine looking at his face like the way that harley had to like stare into his face and say mean things to him. But he was a dick in this episode, I, I think, or in this series. He has a very pretty face. Okay, all right. Back you off. You do too. Back That's off. Okay. You have a very pretty face too. <laughs> yeah, cool. No, he's just like, his face is like very pretty. I can't wait till we do our Good Place podcast so I can just talk about how pretty Kristen Bell is. I mean, you do at home all the time. <laughs> uh, so they like have a quick like, they're about to fight kind of thing and harley's like i'm gonna i'm griff says you're you're gonna pound me right and harley's like no i'm not gonna pound you pound's not the right word i'm gonna he says pound's a wussy word oh yeah i'm gonna nah pound's a good word and griff says yeah go ahead get it over with hit me because then mr feeney will find out and you'll go back to reform school and then i won't have to deal with you anymore at all perfect like but you already knew that because you're a thinker aren't you Mm-hmm. And it's just Adam Scott was so smooth, smooth and and more like me in school. Like, that's how I avoided fights. I avoided fights because I would use words that would always kind of um, remove me from that situation a lot better. Mm-hmm. Um, I really kind of hurt people's feelings more than I did their their faces, you know? I do know. So I'm married to you. I don't hurt your feelings or your face unless I smooch too hard. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But they kind of say, all right, so. um, Oh, and while they're like arguing back and forth, Frankie or Joey goes, "Uh, who's up for some Chinese? Yeah, he's like, we don't have to fight, do we? But just behind him as he says that, Frankie very like slowly and subtly raises his hand like he wants Chinese. And it was just great. Like. The two of them were so good this episode. I love them so much. Also, Frankie was dressed in like clothes that were not gigantic and baggy. Mm -hmm. And he looked so dapper. He did look dapper. So. Anyway. (laughs) So so then they decide like, oh, that's when Joey and Frankie, Frankie says. "Well, Well, so they decide Harley and Griff are like, okay, so we're not going to fight each other. And Harley's like, hey. Do them. So he be, he said he tells Frankie and Joey to do Griff. And Joey says, "You mean you mean Frankie, right? Because you know, I, let's be honest. I'm kind of the mouth of the operation, the thinker, the thinker." And and Frankie goes, "All right, this is it." Um, and he goes, he I, stands I gotta, in between them. Mm-hmm. He says, "I've got to do this. Uh, I'm sorry, but I don't want to be a lackey anymore." He quits. He quits. And he gets so, like, you can see the weight lifted off of him. Mm-hmm. And he gets, like, almost joyous. Mm-hmm. He's so good. He's so good. Because you you can see him, like, oh, I'm free. And uh, Joey goes, hey, Frankie, what are you doing? And he says, what you need to do. You can, you can do this, too. Do it from the heart. Do it from in here. And, and- Joey's like, ah. Uh- 
I don't want to be a lackey anymore. I want to be my own man. Mm-hmm. And they go off. And uh, Griff... Well, Griff leaves. Well, Griff says, well, it looks like it's decided then. We don't have anything to fight about. See ya. And he walks out. And mm-hmm. this is the last time we see him. That's devastating. Goodbye, Griff. Say goodbye. Goodbye, Griff. Yeah, that's it. I will miss you. Yeah. We won't see you for years, but we'll see you on Parks and Rec. Okay, Ben? Goodbye, Griff. Hello, Ben. Mm. I want that on a t-shirt. Goodbye, Griff. Hello, Ben. And we'll just have Griff and Ben on it. But Frankie Forever is on the back. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, they decided to, to, to not to fight. And Harley says he's still going to beat them up. Um, uh, and But Harley is like, uh, Frankie and Joey, you just showed like a spine. Yeah, and a little bit of chutzpah. Chutzpah? Yeah, I, th- Ch- I don't know. Ch- cut uh, laser shirt? <laughs> um, but... He, yeah, he's proud of them, but then he says, it's going to be so sad that I have to beat it out of you now. But as he says that, Corey walks out backwards again out of the classroom talking about how he gave, you know, you wouldn't believe it, guys. And I gave him, I gave Harley Kiner a fake wallet. And then he turns around and Harley's there and he hands him another wallet. And that's that. And now we're going to the bus station. Bus station. Where Sean is sitting next to a guy with a giant basket. And so I guess he's homeless. Well, we find out. He is. Oh. We no, only we know that he's homeless because Mr. Feeney gives the baskets to homeless right. people. That's how I put it together. Um, He's like talking to the guy next to him, Sean is, and and uh, the guy's like, oh, you want a mango or whatever? Mm-hmm. And Sean's like, yeah, thank you. And he's like, don't thank me. Thank George Feeney. And Sean just gives this look like, oh, my God, like I can't get away. Right. And uh, he goes, wait, there's teeth in this basket. Oh, those are my teeth. And he gets them out. And Mr. Turner comes in. And then Mr. Kerner, Mr. Mr. Kerner, Mr. Kerner storms in. <laughs> I bit my tongue, guys, so hard that I can't say words. Nice excuse. Mr. Kerner talks in and is like, Sean, what are you doing? You got to go. Come on. And Sean... Sean's like, how did you find me? And Mr. Turner is like, oh, well, I put it all together. Sean Hunter, Europe, mm, bus station. And Sean says, yeah, I'm going to Paris. And he hands him the ticket. And Mr. Turner says, yeah, Paris, Texas. And he goes, oh, I thought the TX stood for tax. And then he goes to the vending machine. He puts in a quarter and he gets out a candy bar. A quarter, class, and Tanya. A quarter got him a candy bar. I miss those days. Did we live in those days? Because I don't remember a candy bar being a quarter in 1995. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Candy tax like went up so, so hard. Damn candy tax. Damn candy tax. It just like it jumped so fast. It went from a quarter to like a dollar in like a few years. I don't ever remember them being a quarter. I do. You must have been around a lot of vending machines. I was still homeschooled at that time, so I wasn't. I mean, we didn't have them in school. I just went places like a person. Um, I we used to, I used to go with my grandparents a lot on vacation, and we would be in hotels like for weeks in the summers. Um, or we were in, we went to Ocean City a lot, and we would, my cousin and I would just kind of like walk all around Ocean City. So we were always getting stuff from vending machines. What a childhood you had. It is pretty weird to look back on. Like, if our kids, we wouldn't let them just wander a city for... In Maryland. Eight hours. Like... No. They would just... I was just gone. And then I would be back at, like, gotta be back by five or whatever. And we wouldn't be. We'd be back at, like, six or seven. That is very different from the life that I grew up in. Mm. My parents wouldn't have let me do that. Not really. They did sometimes. When we went to Disney World, I could kind of like roam Disney World by myself. I don't think I'd let our kids do that either. Yes, you would. Yeah, maybe. We let them go around King's Dominion by themselves. And King's Dominion, I feel like, is way less security and stuff than 
Disney World and Disney World's rides are safer than King's Dominion. So you're right. I would now. But I think in the same context, we didn't have cell phones or pages or anything. True story. So it was just, I'm gone now. I'll see you later. There was no like, in case something happens, call me. I think we would have been very, very, very bad parents. Like, not bad as in we would have mistreated our kids, but we would have had a lot of trouble being parents Mm -hmm. when our parents were parents. Yeah. Like, we are very good parents now, but we are... Damn, girl. Toot your own horn. I said we. I'm tooting tooting your horn, too. Wowzers. (laughs) We let our kids do things. We're also pretty protective. And yeah. I always thought my mom was very protective. My parents were very protective. Um, But you're right. Like, we didn't have all of those things that, like, our kids can text us, call us, whatever, whenever. Yeah. We can look at our phones and make sure that they are still where they're supposed to be and not right. kidnapped or whatever. Like, we have all of that. Our parents didn't at yeah. all. That's crazy. How did they survive? I don't know. I don't know. It's a crazy messed up world. Well, I wasn't allowed to walk around places like you were. Well, maybe I was a little more trustworthy than you were. How about that? Were those kisses? Are you kissing me? I was kissing the class. Guy's got all his kisses. (laughs) That wasn't a kiss. It was like a... Like, oh, Tanya, Tanya, Tanya. Joey, Joey. (laughs) <laughs> anyway so uh, so they have this argument in the bus station about how you know sean needs to go back to school and sean's like you're not my dad and he's like no you're right i'm not but i'm I doing was, my best i blah, was blah, blah, blah. so waiting for him to be like yeah you're right i'm not your dad i'm still here with you i was waiting for him to be like you're right i'm not your dad have fun in paris deuces go to texas right I thought Alden was about to throw up gang signs just now, leaf, but it, he's Texas. just messing with his wedding band. Um, so Sean says, uh, well, "No, you, you know what? I'm leaving. Bye. I'm going to I'm going to Paris. I'm going to Europe." And Mr. Turner goes, "Stop! You're going to Texas." I do love that Mr. Turner calls Sean out on his shit. It's not just like, okay, I'll let him be stupid. He's like, no, you're not, you idiot. You're going to Texas, and I just told you that. You're still acting like you're going to Europe. You're not going to Europe. Yeah. Um, I will... I have always sort of noticed that Sean does, like, weird stuff while he's talking, like, with his mouth when he's supposedly being, like, rebellious or angsty. This particular part... I could not watch anymore because he kept doing like weird things with his mouth while he was fighting with Mr. Turner. And it was like uncomfortable to watch. It's like watching someone eat gross. It was like watching him talk gross. I don't know. I I mean, I get what I get what you're saying. I remember him being real fidgety and like weird, but yeah, it didn't ruin the scene for me. But he... They kind of have have it out for a minute, and Mr. Turner says, look, going to Europe is a great idea. I think it's awesome. Let's do it together next summer, but you have to get your grades up, and you have to keep them up, and then we can take a trip to Europe, and Sean goes, you know what? That sounds great, and the homeless guy who's behind them goes, you should listen to your father, which I guess he missed the whole part at the beginning where they said, I'm not your father, and... He was busy getting his teeth out of the gift basket. But he says, listen to your father. And Sean goes, you know what? I think I will. And post credits. Corey is laying on the couch in the counselor's office. Really just laying all of his burdens out on the table to Devin. What's Devin's last name? I feel weird calling her Devin and not Mrs. So-and-so. I wrote it down, but... Miss Devin. It's Devin something. Um, I know that. And she's There's like, a last name there. She's like, uh, I really appreciate you taking the time to talk to me about all of this, but this isn't my... Devin Collins. Miss Collins. Um, she's like, I really appreciate you taking the time to talk to me about all of this, but this isn't really my jurisdiction. I'm more academic. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I'm supposed to guide you academically, guide you for your future... 
Um, she so quickly goes from, I'm new at this. I love all kids. I'm going to help them through everything to, hey, you know what, dummy? I'm just here for school stuff. She's very kind <laughs> to him. And she says, thank you for sharing with me. But uh, this isn't my my realm of influence for you. And he, he keeps talking. But then all of a sudden, Mr. Turner and Sean walk into the office and Corey and Sean quickly leave so they can go talk. And um, Sean's just like, I'm not mad at you, Corey. And Corey's like, uh, you're not mad at me? Well, I'm not sorry. And starts like going off on a tangent. And Sean's like, no, seriously, like, I'm not mad. You're right. Like, you can't take responsibility for me anymore. Blah, 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 blah. And Corey's like, oh, okay, cool. And Sean's or uh, Sean's like, so I missed my science test, huh? And Corey's like, oh, I took it for you. Don't worry. Mm-hmm. So he's still taking responsibility for Sean. Yep. And that's it. That's it. That's the whole episode. We did it. We did it. Um, uh, all right. So what did you think of the whole episode? I loved it. It was very labor intensive for me, though. Why? Because of writing it down. <laughs> okay. That's but, all. No, I mean, it was good. I don't know what else to say about it. I loved Joey and Frankie so much. I really wish I had just a whole episode of just them. Yeah, I, I do, too. Um, and... I want, and I know Ethan Soupley's been in so many things. He was great in Mallrats. He was great in My Name is Earl. Jeez, um, what else has he been in? A million things. Oh. A million things. He was amazing in Santa Clarita Diet. Yes. He He's just so fantastic at portraying this, like, guy who looks kind of goofy and kind of rough. aloof he, and he dumb. Always, and... He always is the rough guy who has this, like, sweet, soft spot too but he's and like even in like my name is earl and 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 in mall rats he plays this like philosopher philosopher that's kind of like um dumb on the surface mm-hmm. like people just see him and he says things that are just kind of like oh oh i don't know and then you get a f- little bit deeper under the surface and he's just so smart and and poetic yes and there were certain episodes of My Name is Earl where I would like tear up because he would be talking to someone about Earl. Like he would be talking to whoever it is that Earl was trying to like, um, I don't want to say help because he's the one who fucked them up in the first place. Whoa, but the F word. Sorry. It's been a while. Really? Yeah. Oh. Now That's... Aubrey's really going to be upset. <laughs> no, she's not. She's not care at all. I said the F word to her in the car today. But. What was I saying? You you took me off course. Ethan Supley, my name is Earl. Oh. Um where like he would be talking to whoever it is that Earl was supposed to be what 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 was he supposed to be doing? Like uh-huh. karmaing. Okay. <laughs> and um like he would say something so deep and sweet to whoever the person was, and I would like tear up. He was so wonderful. Yeah, I bet he could sh- say "leisure suit, leisure suit, leisure right. suit." I did it right. Nope. Oh, anyway, you made it sound like "lease your suit." Well, got to do what you got to do, you know. Mm-hmm. But I, I agree with you. A Frankie and Joey series, like. I, I think there's probably kind of a, an assumption that they're great because there are like short doses of them, which actually Griff says when Frank, when Joey came, came running up all nervous, Griff goes, Joey, uh, I, when, whenever I see you, I get, you know, the, the, the phrase small doses comes to mind. I died over yeah. that. It, do you, did he mean like, you're only good in small doses or did he mean you took large doses of something and now you're messed up? He can only handle Joey in small doses. Okay. Not Frankie, just Joey. Right. Yeah. Um, but like, so here's the thing. Yes. Disney plus is a thing now. They're Uh making shows now. You think they can do a grown up Frankie and Joey? Yes. Yes, they can. Even if it's just like 10 minute episodes. Nah, let's do a whole movie. Let's do a series. It would be sort of like Jay and Silent Bob, only way better. Yeah, and it'd be way like better. a million times better. Yeah, it, it would be incredible. Joey and Frankie, 
the series. And I don't think Joey's doing much anymore. He was, I looked him up a few weeks ago. He was the guitar player for, uh, was it Florence and the Machine? Really? Um, That's crazy. Is he not anymore? No, he's not anymore. Then he started his own band and they've kind of faded out of existence. He did a, an interview about a year ago. I desperately want to find Joey and try to try to get him to uh, do an interview on our podcast. Like because he's just such a good character. Mhm. Um and the podcast that he did, they were basically talking about music. I want to talk about Boy Meets World. He probably doesn't. But I can't, I know, maybe <laughs> maybe. But he doesn't have like any social media or anything. Mhm. But anyway, a series with the two of them would have been incredible. And you're right, still could be. Mm -hmm. So Disney Plus, we've done a lot of promoting for you, you know. Now's your time to give give back. back. Yeah. Give back to BMG and BMW. It's Thanksgiving weekend. You should give thanks to us for promoting you by giving us a Joey and Frankie show. Yes. Soon. Thanks, Disney Plus, in advance. Sincerely. Not even thanks. Like, it's not for us. we'll enjoy it yes but disney plus this is for you because you will make money hand over fist mandalorian manda what it's joey and frankie time frankalorian frankalorian joe joe frankalorian (laughs) (laughs) all right what if what did you think of this episode what if joey and frankie what if joey and frankie are in the Star Wars world. You, they could be. You wouldn't know. You haven't watched Mandalorian yet. Let's do it right now. Okay. Bye, guys. <laughs> uh, I thought the episode was great. I I really, really wish they hadn't shoehorned in those two subplots mm-hmm. that didn't need to be there. Um, I, I don't know why they were. It's really strange to me that those stayed in. It, it only took three or four minutes out of the episode. But that was three or four minutes that could have been dedicated to these other plots that were huge. I do wonder if in shows that are geared towards kids, they feel like they need to break it up some because of, like, an attention deficit. Maybe, but they have other episodes that don't do this. I don't know. I feel like there's always some type of, like, little plots in between. Not that... Um, there are episodes where there are three or four plots mm-hmm. like this, mm-hmm. but those episodes almost kind of needed it. Like the A plot wasn't so meaty. Right, right. And this, the A plot and the B plot could have been their own episode with nothing. Right. And I don't know. But otherwise, the A plot and the B plot were so good in this episode. Yes. Sean's whole thing was good. And the dealing with the guidance counselor and the new guidance counselor was really good. And her sassiness to Mr. Turner made my year. It was great. But so was the Joey, Frankie, Griff, and Mm -hmm. and Harley stuff. And now Griff is gone forever. I'm so sad. But we don't know how this is going to play out with with, uh, Harley. Um, I don't... Remember how much he's in it after this. I don't feel like he really is. I think at at some point we really just have Joey and Frankie. That's fine. That's fine with me. But I want more of them. Yes. Also, we didn't get any Topanga in this episode, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. We wouldn't have been able to handle fitting her in. Right. But anyway. I'm and still no Minkus. Still no Minkus. Still no Morgan. Morgan. Um, just slashing M's right and left. Still no Sean's sister, Mon. <laughs> and still no Topanga's sister, Mapanga. <laughs> what was Topanga's sister's name? Like Venus or something? Which Tanya's lost it because I said Mapanga. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> anyway. Uh... I guess that's it. Yeah. I want to know what you guys thought of this episode. Um, I would love, you know, I would love to get Joey on. I would love to get Ethan Supley on. What is Joey's name? Because you call him Joey, but you definitely call Frankie Ethan Supley. Because he doesn't have social media. He doesn't put himself out there. If you don't have social media, your name does not exist. Yeah. Anyway. So I want both of them on. I want to get Ethan Supley on. That would be so amazing. But he is way too important for us. They all are. That's true. But But every single one of them is way too important for us. 
we should we should be able to get some interviews. Why? I don't know. We're sitting on our bed. It would be hard to do an interview like that. Yeah. Like, I don't know. We're... Thank you for joining us. <laughs> <laughs> I All I want to do is figure out how we can get people on an interview. Anyway, this has been fun. This is Boy Meets Girl Meets Boy Meets World. You can tweet at us at... BMG and BMW. You can uh, text us at... <laughs> Do you want me to get my phone number? <laughs> no. You can email us at BMG and BMW at gmail.com. And we've heard from a few of you, and it's really, really great to hear from everybody. We've we've gotten a few emails from a few people that have been really wonderful. We, we thank you guys for your feedback. We love getting feedback, even when it's saying, hey, you know what you should do less of? Like... But we really like the stuff where you're like, you know what you should do more of. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Um, please like and review us on iTunes. Mm-hmm. Um, it just it really helps with exposure for the show. Uh, there's a lot of people downloading the show at this point, and we really appreciate all of you. Um, if we get, get a few people to review the show, that would be amazing. Yeah. Or what else can you do? Was there anything else? Uh, join us on Facebook. Yeah, Facebook. BMG and BMW in the search bar. You'll find us. Yeah. But that's all for us. We've talked for way too long. And I have a broken tongue. This has been Boy Meets Girl Meets Boy Meets World Season 3, Episode 4. Class dismissed.